Welcome to the Small Business Whole Health Podcast. We help you stay happy, healthy, and whole so your small business can thrive and stay vital in this ever-changing world. With holistic coaches and small business owners, Jill and Dan. Hello and welcome to our Small Business Whole Health Podcast. I'm Jill and I'm here with my podcast and partner in crime, Dan. Hello. (laughs) Partner in crime. (laughs) (laughs) we're getting so much more professional at this don't you think (laughs) yeah professional might be a bit of an overstatement but (laughs) competent that sounded good though didn't it you must admit yeah Yeah. and today we are delving deep into our favorite quotes quotes that have changed our lives right we've got one from me that i thought my dad wrote but actually when i researched it for this podcast i realized it was actually a famous poet (laughs) i must admit i'm a big quote fan I love a quote. I do like a quote, yeah. I was listening to a, a podcast recently and there was a guy, you know, you get all these successful kind of entrepreneurs and businessmen, they, they speak about reading every day, how you should read and like Warren Buffett reads like four hours a day still. And he just reads one quote on the morning. He reads one quote, but then meditates on just that one sentence. So instead mm-hmm. of reading like a hundred pages a day, he rather just read one quote and then actually put it into his life which I thought was a bit of a different perspective so who does that Warren Buffett no no so Warren Buffett like I'm saying he reads like four oh, or five right. hours a day this other guy he just he reads one sentence and that's it closes the book he says even if it's sort of quote even if I just open a book to a page and read like a sentence or a paragraph that's it I'll close the book and I'll think about what it actually means that's it's a bit cool. different yeah yeah it's quite yeah. cool so maybe we should meditate on each of our quotes today or our listeners could meditate and then get back to us as to which ones blew their minds yeah or they can even comment and let us know what their favorite quotes are yeah good idea mind we have had to cut ours down a bit haven't we because we both yeah. ended up with loads <laughs> we were going to do five each but then i think between us we had about 25 so i know and i think at the podcast would probably last for about two hours if we were let loose with yeah. our quotes Yeah, so shall we get cracking? Yeah, go on then. What's your first quote? Okay, my first quote is by Winston Churchill. And I think he was a pretty great man. And this one is, attitude is a little thing that makes a big difference. I don't think many people realize he said that. It's on those inspirational posters that used to get from the 90s. Can you remember them? With You weren't probably around then. (laughs) (laughs) I was, but I wasn't really, I wasn't into Winston Churchill and philosophy. <laughs> so yeah that's a good one because i do think attitude makes a massive difference especially at the minute when we're in, still in still in lockdown like some people are really finding it tough and i think attitude can really make the difference between toughness and dealing with things speaking of the word attitude this is not on my list but you just brought it to the forefront you're sneaking, of my a, sneaking a quote in i'm sneaking one in already <laughs> i haven't even got started and sneaking one in <laughs> When I was doing base camp Everest, mm-hmm. once you start getting pretty high up, you start getting mountain sickness, altitude sickness. So to try and tough it out, what everyone says is, which is a kind of a mountain quote, which I didn't know until then, but it's not the altitude, it's the attitude. Like, ah, oh, that's ah, a good one, Dan. So that's relevant to all the mountaineers who tune into our <laughs> podcast. There's <laughs> many. Yeah, there's loads of them, yeah. So yeah, attitude, attitude, attitude. Cool. I like it. So my official first quote is from the philosopher Joseph Campbell. 
and it is the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. Wow, that's a good one. Which is quite deep, isn't it? That's really deep. So basically it means everyone knows what they should do, essentially. The real growth comes from going towards the things that you're scared of and entering that cave. You don't know what's in there, but you know that's where the treasure lies. So you have to just brave it and just go in. Life begins at the edge of your comfort zone. Nah, you've just snuck one in as well. So I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a, a surreptitious sneaking in of the thoughts. <laughs> no, that's a really good one, though, Dan. That's that's a one for meditation, definitely. Yes. yes. So I'm starting off on a high note there, but it's going to get a little bit more lighthearted after that. <laughs> okay. So cool. can I- yeah. What's your second one? So mine is actually one that I just heard yesterday, but you know I'm always rattling on about habits. And I was listening, to, I was watching a program about Warren Buffett, actually, who's one of the richest men in the world. He's a really nice guy, actually. He's very down to earth. And it is. The chains of habit are too light to be felt until they are too heavy to be broken. And I think that's such a good one. You know, I do like to talk about habits a lot. And that's the thing with habits. They creep up on you until you can't stop them. Like smoking, like a glass of wine every night. And suddenly you've got a problem before you even know it. And it's really hard to bring it back. So that's a good one, I feel. Like you say, habits are so critical. Well, the one that stuck with me, the best description of a habit, there was someone talking about if you went skiing down a mountain and you just went the same route every time, the ruts that the skiers go into just get deeper and deeper and deeper. The deeper they are, the harder it is to get out of and create a new path. But eventually, if you start a new path, then that one gets deeper and deeper and deeper. You just have to do it a little bit at a time. That analogy just stuck with me for some reason. It's very good. But I'm sure you have many habit <laughs> analogies as well. Yeah, I like a good habit analogy. But I won't go into them now because we're going on quotes. So yeah. what's your next one? So my next one is from our mutual mentor, Paul Check. It is, sooner or later, health will become your number one priority. That blew my mind when I first heard that. And I think it does for a lot of people. It just puts it into perspective. If you have time on your hands now, when you're, especially if you're young, why wait until you're ill to make health your number one priority? You might as well just do it now while you're going to enjoy your health or you can wait till you're in a hospital bed. People always say that when they've been ill or something, don't they? Right, I'm going to change my life around from now. Why not be proactive and then you wouldn't get to that situation in the first place? It's like investments and pensions and stuff like that, isn't it? You don't want to... We, we live in the moment quite at the time. We don't want to think about all that kind of stuff happening, do we? But it's all investments in the bank, in your health bank as well. So he's right. Paul Check's got some amazingly good quotes, hasn't he? Oh, yeah. So I had another one to go alongside that, which is the same. It's the same quote in different words, really. So it's those who don't make time for health now will eventually be forced to make time for illness later, which is the same thing, but it just kind of reinforces the point, doesn't it? Ah, that's a really good one as well. It's true. I mean, obviously, we're health coaches as well, so I'm going to say that you should be doing it, but it, you really, really, really should. <laughs> That's my quote. Yeah, yeah. Jill's, <laughs> Jill's famous quote. You really, really, really should. Look after really your should look after your health. If you, want, <laughs> if you want everything else in your life to go right, I think your health is key. Okay. Cool. Well, so what's, what's your next one? Well, actually, this one fits in perfectly with what we've just been talking about, which is one from Joseph Pilates, which is physical fitness is the first requisite of happiness. And that's just what we've been saying, isn't it? I don't know why. It's just one of those things that I'm so much happier when I'm exercising. <laughs> I think with 
the whole lockdown situation, which we're still in at the moment while recording this, it's kind of shone a light on people who have used this time to get fitter and get healthier. But some people have gone the reverse and they've been couch potatoes, haven't they? And think and thought, oh, great, like time to just sit and be a slug. <laughs> <laughs> a sloth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Physical activity, it just, it, it just seems so normal to me. Yeah, me too. I can't, I, sometimes I, you know, when I'm doing a class sometimes, <laughs> it's, just like, it's just even stretching and mobilizing and stuff. And I think, why don't people do this? You know, everybody yeah. should do this. In fact, Joseph Pilates, I'm going to sneak another little quote in here and I'll probably mash it up. But he said, everybody in the world should be doing his program and it would make the world a much better place. And I agree. That's a good marketing quote as well. <laughs> it is. <laughs> well, he said, really good, <laughs> he said another really good marketing quote that sometimes gets bandied around with, within 10 sessions, you'll feel better. Within 20 sessions, you'll look better. And then within 30 sessions, you'll have a whole new body. I think I snuck about three in there. Yeah, I know. Under the Joseph Pilates banner. Okay, go for it, Dan. Right, so the next one I'm going to go for is quite a long one. Again, I'm going to say it in two different different ways. So repetition is the mother of skill, but only if there is skill in the repetition. That's Mm. quite important because people always say, oh, well, practice makes perfect. But you try and make the practice perfect if you know what i mean you have to do it to your perfection don't you yeah then, then it's going to be better another way to put that or to expound on that is if practice isn't perfect then training to failure becomes training to fail i like that mm. and that was paul check again which we could do a whole episode on <laughs> he's gonna to have to come on this podcast <laughs> yeah we both won't be able to speak but we just go ah, paul yeah. yeah but yes that is such a good analogy because sometimes you get people who've only ever done say i don't know say, say pilates and they've only ever done it with a video say a divina video or something and they come along and, they, and you go like have you done pilates before they're like yeah 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 done it for years and then they come and they're doing everything absolutely like what's going on there yeah and this is how divina does i'm thinking i'm thinking i'm sure divina doesn't actually do it like that but but they've been practicing and practicing and then it gets ingrained into their bodies that's the way to do it and it's really hard to what is it like if you train the correct way it, your body remembers it but if you train the what, is it how many times dan that is it if you oh, train to the, learn a new skill yeah yeah apparently it takes is it 300 to 500 repetitions to master a new skill yeah but to unlearn an old skill one, it yeah. takes like 10 times as long so up to like 3,000 repetitions yeah yeah so if you want to if someone comes to you with really bad squat form and they've been training like that it's really hard to get them to do it right isn't it so it takes 10 times longer to train somebody with bad form than somebody who's never done a squat before it's harder to unlearn than it is to learn correctly in the first place that's why mentors and coaches are so good like we're not just kind of selling ourselves here because we have (laughs) we have mentors and coaches who teach us how to do things better for you good at so why not learn from someone who's already mastered it yeah and it shortcuts it as well doesn't it shortcuts it massively if you like sometimes i'll get people who have been coming to not necessarily my classes but anybody's classes for years and then they have a few one-to-ones and they're like i can teach them more in two one-to-ones than i could in six months in a class with everybody else in so it just shortcuts the whole process so yeah i like that one what's your next one have you got any more left shall i do my poll check one yep so you can, this is Paul check one, you can only give someone something you possess. Because you see a lot of people who, I don't know, let's say, for example, 
someone who ran a weight loss club who was overweight themselves. How are you going to teach somebody to lose weight when you haven't done it yourself? He's very specific, isn't he, Paul Check? That was one of the things that kind of scared me when I first joined. He's like, you have to look the part as well as act the part. It doesn't even makes us live the life of a Czech person. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, totally. That's the first lesson you learn and it's repeated over and over and over again. And I think he said he's even fired some of his instructors because he can just tell that the in between seminars, they're not living it. Yeah. So he says, yeah. live, live it, then teach it. And that's what that quote means to me. And it was a bit scary at first. But then I was thinking, actually, I do live it. So what are you scared of? It yeah, doesn't mean yeah. that you have to be dead skinny or get muscly or anything. Yeah. But most of the guys that do it are very ripped, aren't they? <laughs> but it's, it's just, it's not authentic if, you, if you're trying to give something which you don't have, is it? And yeah. if it's health or business, nine times out of 10, it's, it's not going to be successful anyway because people can sense if something's off, can't they? Authenticity. Counts for a lot. Exactly. Right. Have you got any more? Uh, I've got one more and it's a Tony Robbins one because I know you've been on it. Oh, I love Tony, Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins' mission. I, don't, I, think, <laughs> I think it's originally from him, but it might not be, but I heard him say it. So. And it's a short one and it is success leaves clues. So That's success leaves one. clues. Yeah. So it kind of it builds upon what we said about having a coach or a mentor or learning from other people. There's a reason why they're successful. Just kind of follow the breadcrumbs, like do what they did. <laughs> it works. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's not like let's copy them, but copy the process. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So you can, you might learn how to make a course. I might learn how to build a fitness course. Someone else might make a course showing someone DIY. The two different subjects, but how to build a course would be the same process. And look at someone who's done that successfully. Look at the clues that they've left. Yeah, success leaves clues. Success leaves clues. That's a really good one. I've got a quick Tony Robbins one that I can sneak in. Go on then. Stop being afraid of what could go wrong and start being excited about what could go right. Yeah. Yeah. He's good at the motivational stuff, isn't he, old Tony? Yeah. I've been watching, there's a popular program on Netflix at the moment called The Last Dance. It's about Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls in the 90s. Yeah. They were like mega successful. And obviously, Michael Jordan, one of the best, were one of the biggest sports stars ever, certainly the biggest basketball player ever. But I didn't know a lot about him his winning mindset was just to another degree. And on one part of the show, the team are in practice and they like trying to shoot from miles away. They all miss. And then Michael Jordan steps up. It's like halfway across the court and it just goes straight in. So then he says, why would I think about missing a shot that I haven't even taken yet? It didn't even enter his mind that he would miss. He said, why would I think about missing when I haven't even taken the shot? <laughs> <laughs> It was like a light bulb went off inside my head and I thought that's his, his mentality is that strong. Yeah. He would never ever worry about failure because the event hasn't even happened yet. So it's true, isn't it? We all put yeah. barriers up in front of ourselves. Like, and then they're, they're not there. They're not real. It's just in our heads. And exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Getting under them and getting them out. We've all got them, but yeah. it's just, how do we get rid? Push yeah. through, push through the barriers. So um, fresh out of quotes. So I know you had a, a Carl got, Sagan. What is oh that? Oh God, yes, is, me Carl Sagan one. I can't go without that. One? that. <laughs> go on then. Right. So I'll explain. This is a really long quote. But I'm going to read it. Should, think I should read the whole. I won't read the whole thing. But yeah, make it make it concise. <laughs> it's like really long. <laughs> so Carl Sagan is a very famous astronomer, and he was in charge of the Voyager project. And Voyager was a space probe 
and it was about to leave our solar system and all everyone was really excited to see what was on the outside of the solar system and Carl Sagan said can you just turn it round and we're going to take a photo looking back down our solar system and the photo is really famous it's called the pale blue dot photo and it's just a speck in in a sunbeam and it's our planet and he said these words look again at that dot that's here that's home that's us on it everyone you love everyone you know everyone you have ever heard of every human being who ever was lived out their lives the aggregate of our joy and suffering thousands of confident religions ideologies economic doctrines every hunter and forager every hero and coward every creator and destroyer of civilization every king and peasant every young couple in love every mother and father hopeful child inventor and explorer every teacher of morals every politician every superstar every supreme leader every saint and sinner in the history of our species lived there on a mort of dust suspended in a sunbeam the earth is the only world known so far to harbor life there is nowhere else at least in the near future to which our species could migrate visit yes settle not yet like it or not for the moment the earth is where we make our stand to me it underscores our responsibility to deal more kindly with one another and to preserve and cherish the pale blue dot the only home we've ever known how good is that it's pretty profound isn't it yeah like everything everything all the fight and all the viruses everything that has ever happened is just on a little dot suspended in the universe going round another little dot carl sagan said it a little <laughs> bit better sagan. carl sagan has just dropped the mic <laughs> <laughs> exit stage left yes exactly how do you beat that i know i think that's a good way to finish i think it is as well so what so, we're up to dan what we're doing where we are i'm, I'm blown out <laughs> my mind now i'm thinking about carl sagan first of all <laughs> first of all we want listeners too if you enjoyed this <laughs> we want you to pass the pod pass the pod pass the pod yeah so if you we're enjoyed it that. share it with your friends and family on social media and get people involved and if you have any quotes that you think are life-changing or you think fit with the theme of our show then let us know because we all have a quote don't we and you've got to beat my Carl Sagan one. Might need 10, <laughs> ten paragraphs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's a good one. But um, yeah, so where can we find you? What are you up to, Dan? What's going on? What's going down in the world? Yeah, so the best place to find me is Daniel Purvis Health and Fitness on Facebook. I'm still doing online classes and online coaching and all that good stuff. What about you? I am... Um, at organic pilates and on facebook i've just started a brand new group called men or power for women of a certain age and we're going positive because there's too much hormonal stuff going on around in the world that we're not going to add to it are you going to add in your full moon hippiness into these into this menopause group yeah 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 oh it's already gone in there yeah oh it's already in (laughs) yeah it's already in because sometimes i don't unleash it into the wild world to the wider world Oh, right. It was a full moon last night, though, wasn't it? I didn't see it last night, actually. No, it was a bit cloudy. Yeah. I've been feeling it. But you could sense it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go there yet. Your conspiracy theories in my um, hippie moon <laughs> <laughs> dancing. Yeah. We'll get, we'll get shadow banned. We'll get. We'll, even released. we'll go there one day with all our strange, strange things. But <laughs> yes. 
Excellent. So thank you listeners for listening. We'd also love you to leave a review and subscribe to our podcast. If you like listening to mine and Dan's rambles and thoughts, it's all good, man. Right. So take care, everyone. Have a great week and we will be back in your earbuds next time. Next week. <laughs> hey, everybody. Take care.